When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the old days, but nothing changed Less you change what's around you How you think, how you live, how you speak How you walk, how you blink How you talk, how you teach, how you reach Let it sink What's your purpose, what's your passion Do the pain, what's your plan Is it plain, on a plane, how to play How to play, what's your purpose, what's your passion Did it pain With Plug, with Molly and Joe, the mental warriors. I don't know. I get giddy once it gets started. I don't know. It's having a rough day. <laughs> Listen, this is the sunshine of my day. It's been a great day. This just adds on to it. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, actually, good news. Your boy got a little part in the Wu-Tang saga. That's, that's, that's exclusive, exclusive for today. You know, that's the exclusive <laughs> for today. I got, you know, I got a little part, a little, little background part, you know, you know. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. I, you know, one of my little my little dreams of mine was always to be an actor. So I just been trying to you know realize my dreams with the community, you know, with the community work and all that other good stuff. But let's get into why we are here today. Oh, why are we here today, Joe? We are here to pay homage to woman, specifically oh. the black woman. Yes, yes, yes. Experiences, and we're going to have some special guests in regards to the black woman. So yeah, it's yes. a great show. You know, the, the, the black woman, you know, you know, the, you know, right here, you know, the, you, know <laughs> you know, you know, you know, this this is a special lady right here. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to kick it off with that one right there. Um, oh, to the black woman. I can't I can't begin to give praises until I give my mom's praise, man, to give my grandma's play, praise and ancestors before them, because without any of them, I wouldn't be in existence. I wouldn't be here to even be, a, you know, be any type of um, um, tool or, or vessel to be used in the community to help our community, to help our people, to help our boys, to help our girls, to help our families, you know, Um I start off with my mother because that's where the begin that's where the beginning of respecting a woman comes from. You know, you you respect your moms. You, a, a woman will tell you, listen, I watch a man see how he respect his moms. If he respect his moms, then I, I might got me a winner there. That's right. <laughs> you know? So I kick it off with respecting my moms, man. And and what's funny about my life is that um I realized as I was getting older, maybe about 10 years ago that I had a plethora of, of black women, strong black women that saved me. And that when I say saved me, they really saved me because when I sat down and made this list out, all of these women at some point in time took, took, took time out of their lives to help me. You know what I mean? To where, to where I, I, I'm so grateful. You know, I got my mother, I got my aunts, you know, I got my aunties, um, Brina, Rozzy, um, Aunt Beverly, Aunt Leah, Aunt Donna, Aunt Debbie, may she rest in peace. Um, Aunt Rozzy, I don't know if I said Aunt Rozzy, but she's important, <laughs> you know. Um, I got my sisters, like, 
you know, those are some amazing young ladies, you know. I mean, I'm the oldest, so I guess they're all young ladies to me, right? So those are some, I got 11 of them. I got 11 of them. So, uh, you know, I, I, it just seems like it's just, you know, you know, it, it just was it, all around me. You know, I got um my daughters, I got my wife, I got my son's mothers, you know. Um, shout out to Yaelia, shout out to Gabby, you know. I mean, listen, might not see eye to eye all the time, but guess what? You are the queens in my son's lives, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate you guys for doing what you do for my sons in in the light of love, all right? So that's, that's one thing. Um, I have um, Princess Rifqua, you know, that was one of my first teachers, you know, Princess Simca, Princess Naomi, um, Princess Deborah, they got Aunt Nadivia, who happens to be the grandmother of my firstborn son, you know, she was she's 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 a she's a major part of the man that I've learned to become because she was no holds barred. She was she reminded me of um um Claire Huxtable in a sense, where she just had she had this 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 stoic way about herself to where it's like, okay, I you know, I, I think I messed up. I think I need to shape, you know, shape myself up, you know. But those are the type of people that, you know, that 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 helped me along my way. You got um my aunt uh, uh, Aunt Lillian, Aunt Ema Pope, you got um 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 one of my one of my dad's wives. <laughs> That's another story. That's another conversation for another podcast. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yael. That's my like my second mom. You know, um, I said Princess Naomi. That was like my that was like my second mom as well. I got Princess Simka up here. I got the St. John's crew. That's um all of these these old ladies. Like they was like the golden the golden girls and whatnot. They was just there like all the time for me. Like and all of these people at one time or another has done something for me. Has done something whether it be feed me, whether it be take me in to put you know let me get some rest, or whether it be you know just to just to help you know. And I just wanted to give everybody their flowers as much as I can. You know, I just wanted to be able to say it out loud that I appreciate every woman that was ever in my life, whether I've had a relation with them, whether I had anything, everything was, everything was something that was taught to me. You know what I mean? And, and, and I appreciate that. You know what I mean? I got my, my prospect crew that I, that I grew up with. That's Miss Gloria. You know what I mean? You got Miss Hortensia, you got, um, um, may she rest in peace. You got, you know, not, not Hortensia rest in peace, but you got, um, Ceci, you know, Cecile Clue, you know, may she rest in peace. She was hard on us, but, she 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 really was trying to you know look you know look into us and, and and tell us we could be better like you could be better as young men especially growing up in the nineties eighties nineties and stuff. Oh yeah. And oh, I'm yeah. speeding I'm speeding because I got so much flowers to give. You know what I mean? This is this is paying homage to the woman. You know what I mean? You know, and it don't have to be the 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 you know the cliches, the Harriet Tubman's, the Soldier of Freedom. You know, the Maya Angelos, the Voice of Freedom. You know, Rosa Parks. She sat down to stand up for something. You know what I mean? Josephine Baker. You got she's the entertainer for overall women's rights. Like Josephine yeah. Baker was for everybody. You know what I mean? Um, you got Shirley Chisholm. She ran for president before. Listen, before before black men did. You know what I mean? But she's a political pioneer. Angela Davis, civil rights activist. You got Ruby Bridges, another civil rights activist. You got Michelle Obama. Listen, she was the she was the backbone to the first black president. And if y'all think that doesn't matter, listen, trust me. As you we go along in our journey on this podcast, we will explain to you why the woman matters just as much as anything a man could do. Absolutely. Uh, and we have Kamala Harris, the V Vice President of the United States, right now. 
and then you had the first the first first lady that the first black first lady michelle obama who listen she was looking like a superhero that day wasn't she oh man it was one of those moments that we had to be proud of like that's the first time in history we've ever seen those moments happen so everybody needed to be proud but i'm just so happy for my i know a lot of black women specifically who were happy because it was such a watershed moment and they deservedly so right right joe it's on you brother well i have a lot of flowers to give as well but i could tell mine in the form of a story Every woman that's ever been a part of my life, whether mentorship, whether to rear me, whether to give me support, have done something in my life. So I'm gratefully appreciative. My mother, my maternal aunts, my um, my grandparents from both sides, my stepmother, you know, I have even teachers that were very instrumental in the person that you see before you. But I want to pay honor to one particular person, and that's my maternal grandmother. Her name is... Lizzie May Landon. Aww. She means so much to me. She was just that person. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be the man that I was today. Not that she was enforcing, not that she pushed me, but she just had so much faith and believe in what I was. You know, she didn't let anybody tell her otherwise because she knew what I was before I did. And I'm just extremely grateful for who she is. So it was one of those things that we just had to be very grateful and proud for. And I miss her to this day. And if it wasn't for her, I would not be who I am today. So I'm giving you your flowers in post um, in memory, but you're always in my heart. Okay. Okay. Um, we are, we are having our guest on. Okay. We're not, not, not as of yet. Um, Joe, so your grandmother, you said you speak on your grandmother. What like like what did you, what, what give me one of those memories, one of those old school memories? Because unfortunately to everyone, and the thing is, I genuinely did not have a grandmother. I mean, I had a grandmother, but you know, I had didn't have the the joy of being spoiled by one. <laughs> you, I, you know, I, I you know I. I being spoiled by a grandmother, I think that was something I, I, I wanted to, to have. But um, but yeah, continue on with your story, man. Continue on with your story. So just, she was the one that reared. Like she saw these belief in me before anybody else did. And she would constantly tell me that. Not that I believed it myself. Like growing up young with her, like that was my first memory. Like she was the one that took us places, the one that introduced me to church that got me educationally involved. And it wasn't forced, you know, if, I mean, she was very strong in her words, but she wasn't a physical person. I mean, unless she had to be like, if I did something wrong. So my, one of my memories of my grandmother is just seeing how hard she worked. Cause she, I grew up with my brothers and my cousins as well. So she was like the, maternal person in the household so we all used her for a reason and just seeing her with the six of us there probably driving her up the wall and she never lost it at one time she had time for everybody individually and i was a handful as a child i will tell you that i was definitely a handful and she never complained she never gave me a hard time about it she just saw that i was there and kept me at my strengths and points so this, this next picture is a picture of us when, you know, I'm probably about four or five years old here. And 
And that's my grandmother and her. You know, she always had a smile on her face. Regardless of how she felt, she was always there. And that's one of the things I remember, just always happy about time. But when she was upset, you know she was upset for a reason. Okay. But now I I, I, for, I, I was remiss to, to forget a couple of people. You know, I want to give them their flowers. That's my mother-in-law as well, you know, because I want to thank her for my wife, obviously, you know, then, you know, you know what I mean? Um, we got bunch of phenomenal women in our program, you know, from our executive director, Jada John, all the way to our dance instructors, all into our, our dance, our, our um, directors of dance and such. Um, what's this picture here, brother? This is the last picture I took of my grandmother. Before oh, wow. So this is the last time I actually saw her. Mm-hmm. So I, I, probably about six months after she had passed, uh, six months after this picture, she passed away. So I always keep this close to me because even then still, she was, you know, she was very wise. She was very honorable and she just did nothing but showered with great compliment. And she was proud of who I was. So that's something I always remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, may she rest easy, you know, rest with, 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 the, with, the, with the rest of the ancestors, the great ancestors. That's right. I have a lot of ancestors, but she just strings out because, like I said, without her, there'd be no me in regards to the person that I am. So that's why I'm extremely grateful for her. And I still use her words of wisdom to this day. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I wanted to give a shout out, a special shout out to my mother-in-law. Um, she happened to have took one of her greatest losses um, that she that's imaginable. And she lost her husband of 30 plus years. I mean, like, golly, they were together forever. And, um, you know, they were symbolic to pure love, to, un, you know, un, the, 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 the unabashed love, you know, the, 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 through the ups and downs that Bonnie and Clyde kind of love. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, you know, it's something I wanted to give her, you know, make sure she you know, understands what she means to me because she's the epitome of a ride or die. She hold her, she held her man down until the last days, you know what I mean? And, you know, and she's still, you know, sitting there holding on and keeping his memory. And, you know, that that that's one of that's one of the people I wanted to give, you know, a shout out to. I know we're saying oh to the black woman and she being a, a, a white woman, you know, you know, full disclosure. But um she actually, you know, is <laughs> she's actually for the cause, you know, in so many ways. It made me understand, you know. You know what kind of people we need in the in the trenches with us. You know, what I mean, no matter what color, what race, what what anything. You know, women. You know, strong women are strong women. You know, all the way through the board. Well, the love that a woman shows, love is love, mm-hmm. and no matter how they feel about you, they're always going to show that love. You know, regardless of what race they are, but a woman's love is undeniably strong, and they will always show that support no matter who they are. So her being a ride or die, I know quite a few like that as well. They'll ride with you until the wheels fall off, per se. But there's something to say about that. And I know as a man, for myself, I'm extremely grateful for the ride or die that I have in my life. Oh, yeah. I know that one. I know that one. I know her. <laughs> I know her. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to keep that on the Yes. Yeah, I know her. I know, I know her well. <laughs> they, might, they might call us twins. There you go. <laughs> but as we go move ahead, um, we're going to bring up our first interview, our very first interview on Plugged. Get plugged in with us, Molly and Joe, the Mental Warriors. We want to have um, our Mikey on. She said her name is Mikey for short. 
I'm going to let her tell you her actual name because I'm not going to butcher it. All right. I'm not going to butcher it at all. But um, she's a five-year educator in the Mississippi Delta. She says, um, as a graduate of, oh, oh, excuse me, as a graduate of Hofstra University, right, she enjoys reading, music, and traveling. Currently, she's a graduate student at the Jackson State University with aspirations to work with Child Children Protective Services, similar to ACS. She is a supporter of, of Your Queens Incorporated. So we are glad to have Mikey on. Oh, Mickey, Mikey, Mickey, how you say it? Mickey? <laughs> Mickey. Mickey. Like Mickey Mouse? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I butchered it anyway. So, I mean, there's that. I mean, I guess I'm useless. All right. So, um, talk to us. Let us know what's, 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 what's going on with you. All right. So, good afternoon, everyone. I do hope that you can hear me. Like he stated, my name is Von Mills. I go by Mickey for short. In my bio, yes, I am born and raised in New York, Brooklyn, to be exact. And I'm just happy to be here in the presence of greatness. So thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Appreciate you for being here. Thank you. So what um what 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 program um what program are you are you involved with these days? Okay, so the main program that I am a part of outside of school is called Your Queens Incorporated. We are the first ancient African royalty costume and design company in which we attempt to educate, evaluate, and express the lineage of different kings and queens oh. through storytelling form and dance. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah. You see that? That's nice. I hey, want to hear all about that right there. That's were, you, were you responsible for the coming to America pieces? Because those yeah. are beautiful. You know, look like a straight out of coming to America, right? Yes, those were awesome. So I have a question for you. What inspired you to become an entrepreneur or to get involved in entrepreneurship? I would definitely say the idea of working nine to five is not for me long term. I do enjoy being a teacher, but waking up and having to live by, well, work with someone else's expectations, it's not it's not in the long run for me. Mm. Listen, I understand. I guess we all have to find our footing and ground, if you will, and whatever ends up working for you in that uh, position works well. Um, so at being an entrepreneur, like what, what, what was your influence other than long hours or, you know, having to work at your own schedule or your own pace? Like, was there anything else like, because somebody influenced you to do it or. I want to say that just one person influenced me, but it's always nice and refreshing to see how people can maneuver through their business or businesses, depending on what they choose to do and how they make their own rules as they go. And the best part about it is once you build the foundation, you can expand and grow upon that. That is awesome. Uh, what are some of the things that your queens have done? Like what are some of the things that they've put into the spotlight or made known? 
Okay, so we are currently within our sixth year. And some of the things and the previous things we have done include working at different different festivals from the Essence Festival all the way down to the International African Arts Festival. So we try and be as visible as possible. And then in regards to what we are still working on, and hopefully it comes to fruition really soon, we are currently working on our documentary, just showcasing all the different things we have done for the children, whether it's at local schools in the tri-state area, even down to Atlanta. And we even been to, we even have went to Washington before as well. Oh, okay. How can young girls get involved with your, with your, with your program? So of course they can contact myself or our creative director, Ms. Akiwa Asamoda, Eki for short, but we are also visible on all social media platforms, which includes Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Your Queens Inc. Your Queens Inc. Okay. Queens. How did the pan- how did the pandemic slow slow your Queens um, progress in the last year or so? I would definitely say that with the pandemic, it gave us a chance to reset and revamp how we do our programs, especially when it comes to us being so hands-on. So previously, we would be booked for different school events as well as private events such as birthday parties. So at first, it slowed us down quite a bit. But once we learned how to maneuver and we utilized and pushed videos and social media further, especially through our own podcast, as well as just virtual storytelling days and uh, meeting our different kings and queens, it has helped us now. <laughs> so we will definitely see with the virtual as well, but we can't wait to be in person again and spread the knowledge and wealth and the positivity. You have a podcast also? Say it one more time, sir. You have a podcast. Is there a podcast that you have that you can, uh, that you're talking about? Yes, sir. Tell us about the podcast. Yes, sir. So with our podcast, now we meet every other Wednesday, so two Wednesdays out the month, depending on the month, and we have different conversations about black love, black, black love, black wealth, education, even down to how do we treat each other as human beings, as black women, black men, and then just as diverse individuals as well. Make sure you let people know how to tune in. Let us know how to tune in. How are we going to you know, keep in contact? Oh, yes, of course. So we are big on our social media sites and we always promote ahead of time. But in the event of anything, you can always check on our Facebook, Your Queens, INC, and just make sure you hit that notification. We will be there present always. Okay. Um, speak more on the storytelling, the virtual storytelling. I might, I'm, I, you know, I, I think I got a little voice or something. I, I think I can lend a hand in there somewhere. Yes, sir. We are always welcoming more men. Trust me. We always need another king. Listen, all those festivals that you named, the Essence, the IAAF, I've been to plenty of them. And now I know what to look out for more that you're there. I can say, oh, that's your Queen's Inc. That's your Queen's Inc. So I will definitely be hearing a, a shout out or two from me. Yeah, he's oh, well, thank you so much. He's okay. our resident walker. For some reason, he likes to walk everywhere. So he'll, he'll you know, he probably hit five festivals in one day. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's fine. Just the vibes alone for most festivals. 
hopefully when the world does open back up, is going to be so impactful and so necessary. Oh, yeah. COVID definitely made a lot of people slow down, us included, and gave us time to rejuvenate. But it's nothing like human interactions. But I do know we still have to stay safe. Safe than sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, you better be safe than sorry. I got a question for you, right? Is there a particular woman in your life or in the past life, and one of our ancestors that, that, that inspires your work that you do? Oh, that's a loaded question. I actually have to think holistically about that for a moment. Mm. I like that. Holistic. I like the word. She was the, she was the holistically word, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I would definitely say, shameless plug, our creative director, Miss Akua Asamoda, Akua for short, she definitely inspired me in terms of the business savvy side of being an entrepreneur and just how to navigate and maneuver through different deals and events whether or not it's paid it's just interesting to see how when you network with other people you never know who knows who and how just by having honest reliable conversations that can make all the difference and if i would say someone in the past that influenced me i really love this woman and i I just love her being and her quotes and everything. But Eartha Kitt to me is one embodiment of someone who was a go-getter, never stopped, and was continuously working and growing. And another shameless plug, my favorite quote by her is, I'm learning all the time. The tombstone will be my diploma. And that quote alone always resonated with me. I can continue to grow and glow. And eventually... I want to be able to say when this life is over that regardless of whatever religion or what practice you are, I want God, I want to be able to tell God, like, or Jesus, whoever you believe in, make it real neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, I used all the talents that I had while I was here on this earth. So every every tool, that's one of the, one of the things in our mentor program that we said we, we get we have a toolbox theory. Whereas we're mm-hmm. presenting these kids as they are the they are the empty toolbox, and what we're trying to do is be the tool that we that goes into this box, you know. Uh, I thought you was going to say that the favorite quote was Marcus, but you know that's. boomerang, you know, Marcus. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But so. That's- I had a question. Is so with Queens Inc. Uh, your Queens Inc. Are you open to partnerships with other community-based organizations? If you yes, if sir. You are, what would that partnership look like? So yes, we would definitely be open to working with other community-based organizations because each one teach one. We all have to work together to grow and build, and the partnership would more than likely be putting. I would say both sides footing their weight making sure we're both on the same page and just having fun in the process if the energy is right and the vibe is good we will more than likely be willing to partner with different organizations it's all about growth and maturity well i know of an organization personally but you know that's neither here nor there we we're doing plug with molly and joe today (laughs) i I know I would do a shameless plug because Paula, you know, wouldn't mind partnering with such a with, with, with you know with such a beautiful program. Um, 
I got one probably last question. Maybe you want to embellish on it. What is your most memorable moment with your queens? My most memorable moment. Oh, yeah, I got some impactful, powerful questions. Um, I would definitely say it was approximately three or four years ago. We were in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and it was at the Essence Festival, and they had it at a smaller scale, I would say. And I remember Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade was there because she was getting honored for an event. And the day was going great. It was nice. The most memorable part was when it was three young princesses. They came up and they were running and they ran away from their parents, but that's neither here nor there. And they were just so excited to see Queen Nefertiti, who is played by my best friend. And they were excited to see King Tut and Queen Cleopatra there. And they were like, mommy, they look beautiful. They look great. And it was just so impactful to see because these girls were no more than eight years old. And the fact that they recognized the greatness. And then, of course, you know, the beautiful costumes, they were intrigued and enamored. So that was my most memorable moment. Oh, um, Mickey, it was such an honor to have you. I hope I hope that you find your way to over to Bola.org and figure, you know, wink, wink. And um, figure out ways we can work together as a, as two community organizations that's on the same path, on the same you know, on the same on the same level. You know, up you know, integrity is important to us. You know, um, the village is important to us. All of the cliches that you can think of when you talk about this this thing called black the black movement and 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 and, and to empower ourselves. All right. Yes, sir. Um, Definitely will. Okay. Um, Joe. Thank you, Mickey, again. And uh, just last thing, what would you act, uh, what advice would you give to those who are want to be entrepreneurs? What would you tell them? I would definitely say that it is not easy. If you're looking for something easy, do not do it, but still be passionate in your pursuit. And eventually it will pay off in the end. You just have to be strong. And you got this. Oh, thank right. you so much. I mean, it seemed, like, it seemed like 15 minutes wasn't even enough. So no. I, guarantee, I guarantee we'll have you, your program, the the, the, the boss lady, because that's who's, you know, but she said the great representative, just to let you know. I mean, like you, you, you. you, you know, you sold me. So I'm, 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 you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to dress up. I'm trying to do some dress up. I'm trying to do some reading. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm trying to do something with you guys. Same and, here. Just, just, you yes, know. sir. Thank and, you guys so much for this great opportunity. You okay. couldn't tell I was very nervous, and I was like, "Ooh, I hope like I'm calm and everything." But this was great, and I will definitely reconnect with you guys as well. Now I got all the information. So, all right. So, with that being said, guys, this is the only commercial that we have in this whole show. Might have a few more later on as sponsors come in and all that other stuff. We do take sponsors, just to let you know entrepreneurs, all small businesses, how that is. But a word from our sponsor today. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share.
All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. This one, this one, you know, I didn't give these two a shout out earlier because they was going to come on later. So um, one of them is the mom and the other one is the daughter. The symbolism here is I wanted to show people how generational, generational information works, where you have a mother who was all about, you know, financial literacy, um, getting ahead, not, not having her kids, you know, fall behind in life and all of these different things. And that's Deborah Mack. And then you have her daughter, Tiffany Mack, who actually listened to her mother and took a lot of that advice. Um, uh. You know, all these, all those years ago, because I, I was, I was joking with Deborah Mack the like maybe what a month ago about the fact that she was so like prime in the where in the nineties she was talking financial literacy and we sitting there thinking like, come on, don't money grow out of don't money grow on trees like you know don't don't it just <laughs> like. Are we going to be Are we going to be hustlers for the rest of our lives? Like this doesn't. This is not. No, that's not how that works. So, you know, um, just giving a little a little highlight as to the background of these people. Um, you have Deborah Mack, financial professional. I like that financial professional. Didn't think that was a thing. You know, until now. <laughs> you know, college, she worked in the college bursar office for thirty five plus years. Like that's consistency. You consistently got a job, consistently got a gig, making sure you you handling your business. And I actually remember one summer or something like that. I worked with her. I do remember that. I did work with her one one year. Um, life insurance and investment license for twenty years. Um, she in addition, she's a uh, uh, in addition, she's a fashion. She she, she she's actually um a dis fashion designer. Go figure, right? Like, what don't you do, right? Okay. Um, and mind you, that was one of the first things I saw, you know, I saw her do is being a fashion designer. Um, she's the owner of Deborah Brooklyn Custom Sewing Business for past 35 plus years. You see longevity. You see what's going on here, right? Treasurer of two community-based organizations, a board member of two additional community-based organizations, and on a personal note, Let's watch this. She's a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and part-time caregiver to a feisty 80-plus-year-old mom that I gave a shout-out to, and that's Ema Pope. <laughs> and when I that's a feisty lady. Oh, my goodness. But on another note, both of these both of these women here is actually, um, is actually um, um, you know, they, they're family to my son. My first-born son is Abiel. So, you know. It's, it's you know try to keep it all in the family and all that other good stuff. But these are these are the women that actually helped me along my way, along my journey. Not the little, not not the young ones, you know. But she wow. did too. Well, <laughs> you know, she did too. Um, we but we're, we're, we're gonna speak a little bit about her as well. You know, that's Tiffany Mack, owner of Nine O'clock Tea Party, another entrepreneur. Um, she studied fashion as well in high school. Fell in love with the idea of small concepts of fiber blooming into a garment and all this other stuff that she mm -hmm. wrote on here. Um, she's been in production and marketing for 19 years. Mind you, she's not but like, but like she's like 12. Um, started her entrepreneurial spirit at the age of 16 to 17 with, and created her first business yeah. of customized clothes. So she still does all of these different things. But um, what she's doing these days is she doesn't stop there. She's pursuing to gain her license in financial services like her mom. And she's currently in school pursuing a doctorate in optometry. So the glasses, nine o'clock tea party. I mean, she see the glasses she wearing. She makes those. She actually does those. She does that. But yeah, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna talk, them like yeah, I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna let them talk about themselves because trust me, they got it. They got this. They got this on smash. Go ahead, Deborah and Tiffany Mack. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. 
I, I don't know what else. I don't know what else there is to say. You you, you said everything that you know. Right. <laughs> uh, you can go there. You know you got it. Stop it. Well, well, again, like you said, I've been talking um, financial literacy to my children since my daughter was little and asked me, could we go to the store and get money? And I had to tell her that's not how that happens. I was like, you pay for stuff and they give you change. They're not giving me any money. <laughs> so, but the point is that's when we need to start talking to our children. We need to start talking to them when they're small. Uh, what I find out is as a race of people, we're behind the eight ball on that. Other nationalities of people, those are the conversations they have around the dinner table. We have conversations about how to spend the money. Our kids want the latest sneakers and the latest games, but they don't know. Even now, I, my children grown still think I got I got money a money tree growing somewhere because they will they will ask me for something at two a.m. Like, where am I going to get seventy five dollars cash for you that you need at eight? And it's two a.m. So we we have to constantly have those conversations until they're until we're comfortable having them so it's not you know we have to talk about money you know there are things in life we have to talk about we have to talk about death you know um that's my life insurance plug we have to talk about those things so that it becomes commonplace and you know what happens is our people die and you start going through their stuff and realize they didn't have all the stuff on tap that you thought they did because we don't like to talk about money. We don't want to share, you know, because we don't want people maybe, I don't know, coming for us. And that's the deep seated thing just in our race that we have that me, me, me syndrome and we, we don't like to share. But we're here to break the generational curse. And I'm glad you guys are doing something like this because we need to flip it on, on its side and do something different so mm -hmm. our kids don't grow up in titles thinking we got everything on lock and we're just going to keep giving it to them you know so we have to teach them to earn money i did that with my children it made them do their chores they didn't get an allowance but when you do your chores you get rewarded you get get the things you know my my daughter my other daughter doing that with her grands with her son my grandson when people are giving him money and so she's helping him match he wants to save for something so she's telling him you save x amount and I'll match it. But we have to have these conversations until they're comfortable. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay, we're gonna get back to you. Let's talk to the daughter. The daughter uh, of the two. Hi. Hi. Um, How you doing? Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean the intro was great, you know, Omar, you know, well, Molly, you know, you're 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 really good at that. Um but yeah, right now the where I'm at in in my life is I'm I'm in an amazing place because I like to manifest and I like to pray. So I'm in the position where I want other people to feel that way. So joining my mother, um, she tried to get me in the financial services a long time ago. And again, you do what you want to do, or this is not for me, things like that. But now being at this young age that I am, a lot more things make sense. You know, when you start to have a family and you start to, you know, live in a pandemic or things like that, more things make sense to you. You know what I'm saying? So in a business of, you know, trying to help people and provide them with things that can help them and, you know, they can benefit from, I was definitely on board with doing that. Um, and like I in the intro, it was basically, I'm in the process of being licensed. Um, right now I'm right underneath my mother. So 
she's the pro, like you see, 35, 20, 35 years old. Um, definitely just out here to help anyone. Um, but also on top of that, you know, nine to five in the garment industry, making sure your clothes are done properly. <laughs> and then nine o'clock tea party. Nine o'clock tea party is my child. I love nine o'clock tea party. Everybody who knows, know I breathe nine o'clock tea party. Um, this is a custom eyewear business. And basically I customize it with crystals and leather and everything else straight from hand. Nothing is wholesale. And I'm trying to create it even bigger than what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why I am taking this step at 36 years old and I'm back in school and I'm changing my major as of today, yesterday. And I am now going to go into optometry. All so right. I'm going back to school for dental hygiene. Because listen, the pandemic, if this thing shake us up enough, you know, I've been doing fashion for almost 20 years since I graduated. And this was one of those industries that was up and down. And as people, we need to understand we need security. It mm -hmm. can't just be what we like at a certain point. If that like is not making you any money, you need to find out, you know. So that's where I was at. So I said, you know what? Dental hygiene. Everybody needs their teeth clean, right? Right. But I sat back and I said, you know, generational wealth. This is the this is what we're dealing with, right? Nine o'clock tea party is amazing already and it's about to be retarded. It's about to be ridiculous. <laughs> I'm manifesting that. So why not get a degree and become optometrists so that you can come to nine o'clock tea party opticals and not right. only I can provide you with everything you can't see, I got it, and you're gonna look fly. Period. Like, so that's where I'm at. And that's where I want, that's where, you know, getting things from my mother with the generational wealth, it's, it's bigger than you, um, just maybe saving money or it's bigger than insurances and everything else, which you need, but you need to think about how, what else you can do to establish that generational wealth. And if mm -hmm. I can establish a conglomerate, if I can monopolize in the eyewear industry, I'm, my kids will be straight, so we we need to start thinking like that. I have a question. Um, what what what? I mean, I can almost I can almost get your your answer straight up and down. I mean, I'm pretty sure I got the answer. But um, who inspires you to be an entrepreneur, Matt? <laughs> my mom. <laughs> my mom. Wait, let me tell you something. So listen to this. Uh -huh. Because it, it didn't have to be. It didn't have to be. It didn't have. To. It didn't have to. But listen. The little things of making money, I'm going to tell you right now. I I became a serial entrepreneur very young. My mother, to me, my mother had it. We was going to Disney World. We was doing this. We was doing that. We was doing that. But the she extra was, she was, little thing. She was living her best life before the song. I don't know if you all that going on, but... Mm. She always taught life lessons, which I appreciate her. Mom, if I never told you, I appreciate you because you do and still do teach me a lot. And just the simple things of you got your food. All I got to do is feed you, clothe you, you know, take you to the doctor. I ain't really got to do nothing extra. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that kind of brought the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit. So I don't know if you, Molly, you remember this, but remember at one point I was doing pedicures. Uh, I don't remember that, but I do remember it. I do remember it because you did—you was doing feet, and I—I and I thought that was the most disgusting thing ever. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was a terrible pedicure. Oh, 
teenager. Oh and I was doing because you know what? I wanted the Tommy and the Hill figure and I wanted the guests and I wanted the Tims and I wanted the Jordans. And, and you had it. Thing, you I had it. was just like, why do you need that? Why do mm. I have to buy it? Da, 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 da. Mm. So that kind of brought it on to like, all right, dude, this is what I'm gonna do. I went to my aunt, Zob's grandmother. I went to her. And she wound up hiring me, paying me cash every week or bi-weekly to file her papers after work, after school. You know what I'm saying? So I just started doing certain things to make money. And all, right. all of that comes from my mother. You get what I'm saying? And then it right. led to... I'm going to ask a question to your, to, 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 to your mom, the, the, mm -hmm. the, the great Deborah. Um, well, what's a good starting point for young families who want to build generational wealth? Good question. A good starting point is um, being aware of what you have going on. That's number one. Um, taking stock. First of all, you take stock of what you have. Always ask questions. You goal setting is a good starting point because if you don't, if you don't know where you're going, then you're not you're not going to set a path to get there. Right. 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 We learn to set goals. You, I always ask people when I sit down with them, what, what financial goals, two most important financial goals do you have that would require you to save money that you'd like to achieve in two to five years? So setting goals makes it tangible, meaning it makes it real. You write your goals down, you stick it on the fridge or your vision board or your bulletin board, and then you you back it out. You set a plan, right? If you if you have a goal you want to meet in five years, then you start to go backwards. What? How do I get to that? What do I need to do in three years, in one year, in six months, in three months? So the point, the, the becoming an entrepreneur, you take stock of where you are already so you know what you need to take care of. Then you take a look at what you would like to do. I always tell people to take a look at what it is that they enjoy doing. Like 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 Tiffany said a few minutes ago, um if it you know you you have to it, it has to make sense for you that you just can't take anything if it's not gonna help you then then it's just a little hobby. But you take stock of what it is you like to do and see everything is a niche market. Now nine o'clock tea party a great business and has great potential it's a niche market which means you it's it's specific mm -hmm. it's, it's like yeah. my like my business is customized it's uh, not for everybody so there's a market out there for everything but you but but the sky's the limit meaning you create the clientele that you want for that so you take a look at what it is you enjoy doing especially in a pandemic and down markets breeds entrepreneurship Meaning people have oh, to man. take a look at something else. You can't find a job. You need to figure right. out something else. Right. Yeah. So you can put your hands. If you if you can cook, if you can sew, if you can clean, you look at the things that you we ask people, what job would you do if even if you didn't get paid for it? If you would do something that you wouldn't get paid for, that means you would stick with it going through that process. Small businesses, it can take anywhere from one to three or five years to turn a profit really good based on what you're doing. So it needs to be something that you enjoy. Give me one second because what, I, what it is is the next question leads into why I need to cut you off now because
that makes you have to come to us later on down the line, aka baller.org, aka Big Apple Leash Academy for the Yard, aka Modernization. <laughs> Do you currently <laughs> offer financial literacy workshops for individuals or work or organizations? Let's just mind. Yes, we do. Okay. Yes, we do. All, All right. the time. We set them up. We personalize them. Um, I do Zooms one to three times a month. Mm-hmm. And we have, again, we make it tailored to what the group or individuals need. Because there's nothing like talking at people and they just like, they blanked out because you, you're not, you know, you're not picking up. Not so we like right. to find out where people are, what they need, and we can tailor that but we start with the basics like um you were talking about um when i sit with clients and i do something called a financial needs analysis which is complementary it just basically creates a a booklet of of you it lets you know exactly where you are what's coming into your household what's going out of your household takes it puts in effect your financial goals whatever else you want to do and it gives you a platform in which to start from. And then I go through just little tips and tips and tricks. People are not used to saving. Um, I tell people, empty out your pockets every night when you come in. Take all your change and put it in a can. At the end of 30 days, you'll probably have at least $25 to $30 in there. And that's enough to start a retirement plan. Wow. $30 a month, you can start a retirement plan. So Small things. You have to meet people where they are. You can't tell people you need five hundred dollars to do this, and they're like, "As well, I make five fifty. I'm gonna get you know." So you, everybody can learn how to get into a financial perspective from where they are. Wow, that's see, like I said, at twenty minutes, it wasn't even enough, right? So what we're gonna do is, at some point um, in the future, we're gonna have you guys back on and um, probably just have a show of it, you know, financial literacy and all of these different topics that you guys are yeah, speaking. A lot of information. Yeah. And all okay. information. Um, um, how can the people get in touch with you, real quick? You got about thirty seconds. Me, they can party party. T e e n o c l o c k t e e p a r t. Not gonna see everything. Gmail, Instagram, Facebook. Well, I'll I'll put the links up when we when we when we repost the video. How about that? I make sure I get the video. That was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. I really thank you guys for coming on. Like you guys understand how much you guys mean to me. Like maybe this shows you guys how much you guys mean to me a little bit. But um. Um, well, well, let me say one thing. Can I get a half a minute? Yes, you can. I, well, my email is DTT, that's Deborah Tahila Tania, uh-huh. 1961 at AOL. I am looking to recruit three people who want to make some extra income this month. So uh-huh. hit me up uh-huh. and um, let's, let's, let's make this happen. Let's Sounds this like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Listen, we might not take that too far. All right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I appreciate Thank you for having us. You guys are welcome. Joe, anything to say? Oh, this is nuggets and wisdom. Nuggets and wisdom. With all your wisdom, we can create another community, our own Black-owned community. So stand by. We will need your support really soon. All right. And tell your son to hit me up. I'm trying to set up his retirement. He's all right. me. Matter of fact, he kept trying to bother my show. I'm going to tell him about himself. Don't worry. That's right. He's here. I got it. All right. All righty. So we are in the stretch run. And um, we have one last, 
wouldn't call it an interview per se. Um, I wouldn't call it an interview per se. What I'll call it is what it is. You know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, happy about the situation. Um, I'm kind of biased, I guess you'd say. But my wife has, um, my wife, my wife will be coming on today, and she's going to speak about her new, her new venture as as an author. Of you know, she she got a chapter in a book these days. And I need her to come, you know, come up on here and speak on that if she can. I'm waiting for her to come on screen. There she hey. is. And wife of mine. I think I, I think I know that lady a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I would I would hope so. <laughs> a little bit. But um, yeah, she's she, you know, she's had a journey. She had a you know, listen, I, I'll have her on with her people too. I have all my people, you know, because she got the be the tree people and all that other stuff. I definitely want, I, I definitely want to be the tree people on there. Like, I, listen, I used to listen to her little meetings on the side, be like, oh wow, I get this quiet myself. But um, secrets. can't tell the secrets. <laughs> oh my bad, my bad. I wasn't supposed to be listening. Oh. <laughs> Those actually weren't the be the tree um, sessions you were listening to. Those were the early morning wake up everybody and. Same same woman um, is the director of that program too. Well, she was being wanting to come whatever, up. Whatever it is or was, um, it was very inspiring, and that's what got me the idea. Was like maybe we might want to do a, a morning a morning thing, you know, Joe. So let's <laughs> figure that out down the line. But yes. Um, yes. without further ado, we have Mrs. Tiffany Mathias. Sound familiar? But I don't know. Welcome, Tiff. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> Hi everybody! Thank you for having me on, Molly, Joe. Thank you for um, inviting me. I'm glad to be part of this show. Great women were ahead of me. I've been listening the whole time. You know, um, I think I might have to stop ignoring that call from Mac, and you know, stop sending her the voicemail when she's trying to get me to come on to her um, her financial literacy little workshops and stuff like that. Sorry, Mac. Love you still. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is awesome. Oh, you, are, you are an author now, I heard. Yes, I am. I am a published authoress. Yes, I am. So another little bullet point on my resume that I'm proud of. The book. Uh-huh. Name of the book. The name of the book is called Pretty Broken, Turning Beauty Scars to Beauty Marks. Turning back, turning scars to beauty marks. Sorry, tongue-tied right now. A little nervous. Didn't think I would be that. But yes, the name of my chapter in the book is called Pretty Loss. Um, and this is an anthology. So my cousin, Natima Cherie of Words Matter, got together during the pandemic. Yes, that's it right there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Personal challenge. Yes. Um, she got together in the middle of the pandemic, hit up um, 12 women and said, listen, um, Spirit spoke to me and said to reach out to you. You have a story to tell and I have the platform for you to tell it. Um, so in the middle of a pandemic, while physically recovering from my second um, bodily fracture in six months, I wrote a story about how I became the woman who I am today. But it's just an introductory, just a little chapter. I'm saving the good stuff for the full book that I'm writing next. Well, sometimes that's all it takes is just a chapter to tell your story. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a big fan of books myself. And I yeah. wanted to know what is what inspired you to do that? Like what 
put you on that path to say to make that choice to say, hey, I wanted to do that or made made you feel comfortable to um let your story be known? So part of it is um as Molly was saying, doing this um these morning sessions um with this program, Wake Up Everybody. Um, and just really getting in tune with who I am and owning that I'm a pretty dope chick who's been through some stuff, has survived it, and I can help by telling my story, keep another woman from going through the same thing or letting her know that she's not alone in her struggle and that though she's going through a trial or a tribulation right now, there's a triumph soon to come. Mm-hmm. I say. I always used to tell people sometimes just an hello or a smile would put mm-hmm. somebody in a great energy or a mind. So people who are listening to uh, Tiffany tell her story, I'm pretty sure you're having, you're inspiring somebody to do something. So every word means something. I think all of the women, I think all of the women today has done that. Yeah. But, um, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, I used to say if I could keep my daughters or my nieces or my cousins, you know, because I'm the oldest of like 50 grandchildren. I'm lying, Nana. I know it's a lot of us. Um, I used to say if I could keep them from making my same mistakes, then they were worth it. But what I've learned is that it's not my choice to keep them from making those mistakes. There's Their mistakes are their own just like my mistakes are my own, but to be there when they're like, oh shoot, I've made this mistake and now I want to fix it. Now to be there to help show them how to fix it is what my purpose is. Mm. So what do, what, 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 what do you have going on you know, in future tense for a Tiffany Matthias? Like what, is, what, what, what do you have on, you know, on deck for yourself? Woo, okay. So I am in the middle of building an listen. Like you don't already know, but okay. You thought you thought you were gonna get it easy? No. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. All right. So I am actually in the middle of building four separate companies. Um of which will be under one umbrella enterprise. So this is a mogul in the making that you are watching here right now. Hey, um, I know one too. One of the, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll talk later, pillow talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, the first venture is going to be a, a an event to launch um, or release the book. Um, and in conjunction with that, I just found out yesterday there will be some speaking engagements, some motivational speaking tours to go along with that. Um, Also working on my brand um, Sisterhood and Shenanigans, which will be events um, geared towards women of every race, creed, code, walk of life. Um, this pandemic has really got everybody's mental spinning. And sometimes it really does just take, you know, a glass of wine and an opportunity to, to, to let something off your chest in order for you to feel better and just regroup. So Sisterhood and Shenanigan events will be coming soon. Um, right. And we're looking at some brunch fun you know, some games, some karaoke nights, you know, just various things that us ladies normally do, but just in a more structured, fun environment. And well, safe. my dear, 
my dear, um, yes, you know, the show has to end at some point. Um, I know. You off. But what I want to do is we're going to we're going to actually have to have all of you guys on separately, obviously, because everybody seemed to have a plethora of information. Um, we had the 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 the, the, the um the, the the queens the queens you know the, the queens um and called the queens company you know um organization. Mm-hmm. They you know they I, I want to know more about them. I want to know about. Um, the Mac, the, you know, the Max. I want to know, you know, more about you and your venture. So, with that being said, I think we paid all the homage we're going to pay to the women in our lives, to the women in our past, to the women of our present. And I appreciate you coming on and speaking a little bit about what your journey is. And shoot, I'm surprised about some of that too. I ain't know none of that. You trying to hide some money from me? That's what you're trying to do. But it ain't gonna work. All right, it's nothing you know. It ain't gonna work. They gonna have no money from me. And with that said, thank you, my dear. I appreciate you for being on. See you. Thank you. Good All night. Right. I see you when I get home. I see <laughs> you when you get home. <laughs> Joe, we do uh, it bro. Listen, that was so hold awesome. on. Tell Alicia, but she's not out the she's not out the woods. I just know oh, that no. she's very shy. She'll definitely be out the woods. Yeah. She's coming on and she's gonna oh, fit her greatness too. Oh, absolutely. Don't worry. I have something special for that. So, no, so good. Good. all right. Then you, I'm following <laughs> your lead on that one. All right, brother? Follow yes. Lead on that one. Listen, um, plug with Molly and Joe. I really appreciate everybody that that, that tunes in, everybody that, that watched the video later, because we, we, you know, we, we do the video recording and we, we post it later on Facebook and on Instagram and on Spotify. Um, on, on Anchor, where else we at? We on iHeartRadio. We on like we're on so many different platforms. Yeah, we on so many different platforms, and it's not you know, and it's amazing. It's amazing the opportunities that we're getting. Like we like we're talking to these people, and it's like wow, you know, we're getting a lot of information. So next week we're coming back to you guys. We're gonna have a, a nice full show for you guys. We're gonna probably have a couple of interviews again. Maybe not. Who knows? You know, you know, because the interviews took, you know, we didn't get to say nothing. But guess what? It was for the women, right? That's so, right. We have to give them their chance to shine, but there'll be more opportunities to shine. Right, right, right. So with that, this is paying homage to all black women, to all women everywhere. Without you guys, there is no us. Without you guys, there is no us. Without you guys, there is no us. Absolutely. All right. Respect. Peace. Peace.